Defining Diabetes is made possible by Dexcom, Omnipod, and Dancing for Diabetes. Please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise, to always consult a physician before becoming bold with insulin or making any changes to your medical plan. I'm very much enjoying these Defining Diabetes episodes, so much so that I'm adding a little flavor to our Fridays. So far, you've been getting Defining Diabetes every Friday. I'm going to start mixing in something else that I call Ask Jenny and Scott. These will be questions sent in by you through the Facebook page that Jenny and I will read and then do our best to answer. So I don't exactly know what I'm going to do yet. It might be like every other Friday, like a defining, then an ask. I don't know. Maybe I'll add a third day to the week on the show. I don't know if that would be too much for you guys. You're not getting three episodes a week. Anyway, I'm figuring it out and I hope you enjoy it. Today, though, it's still defining diabetes. Today, we're talking about an adage from the podcast that I believe is just a staple of how I manage Arden. Trust that what you know is going to happen will happen. I'm going to ask you today, it's a very common saying from the podcast, and I don't even know if you've ever heard me say it, but if I said to you that I think this is a diabetes management tool, and that phrase is, trust that what you know is going to happen will happen. Now, do you want yeah. me, do you want me to tell you how I use it, or do you do you want to take a guess? So I'll take a guess. Okay, this will be fun. So, trusting that you know what's going to happen will happen comes from it comes from the intuitive experience of doing what you've done before and drawing on that experience, and. I would say for somebody who is for somebody who is newer to diagnosis, like say a month in, there may not be as much to draw on. But knowing what you know about the basic medicine you take, insulin, you can also make some pretty good assumptions about what's going to happen. My drawing on experience for adjustments that I make for exercise. The things that I put into place, I know that if I do too much or too little, I can probably guess a million dollars that I don't have on what the outcome is going to be. I know that if I do too much of this and I don't adjust this way, eh, I'm I'm probably going to end up higher than I want to be. Or, eh, I'm probably going to end up lower than I want to be, or I'm going to have to eat something along the way to prevent being lower than I want to be. So, I mean, that's what I take it as. It's it's kind of the draw on experience yep. to know what's probably going to happen. It's a phrase that I came up with, and I know there are a couple things in the podcast that I say that are just not like, they're not poetry. They don't, they don't read well, but they're easy to remember, right? There's probably a thousand mm-hmm. better ways to say trust that what you know is going to happen will happen. But what it means to me is when it's when somebody says, how do I pre-bolus when I'm 80? Well, food's going to make you higher. Your pre-bolus takes a certain amount of time to go into effect. I'm sure you've pre-bolus. I'm sure you've bolus before at 80 and started dropping right away and thought, oh my gosh, like look how quick that, that wasn't that bolus. The insulin doesn't work that quickly. You, you know, you've messed something oh. up before that made you low there. It's a confluence of events that make it look like that bolus is what did it. You have to trust that what you know is going to happen is going to happen. That eating food will make your blood sugar go up. That a pre-bolus takes a certain amount of time. 
those things, if you don't trust them, then you can get your insulin out of balance so quickly that you just start bouncing mm -hmm. around and then nothing that you're seeing makes sense. And then you start doing the opposite, which is you start thinking you're seeing something happen. You're wrong about it. And then you start, then you see it happen a couple of times and you cling to it like it's a rule. You know, you, I hear right. people all the time say, I get low all the time. And I'm like, yeah, your basal's not high enough. And they're like, that doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, sure it does. Because your basal's too low, your blood sugar goes up, you correct it, you forget that you corrected it, four hours later you get low, and then I say make your basal higher, and you go, that doesn't make any sense. Which, I get it, it doesn't. But, right. but you know, then once you look at it, and you trust that you need the right amount of basal, and that it could be more, that happens. Now all of a sudden a variable pops up in your life. Your period comes. And now instead of saying, I don't have enough basal insulin, you're running around going, I don't know what's wrong. It's just diabetes. I guess I have to live like this. Like, but no, right. your body is making a call to you. It's saying, Hey, I need more insulin now than I did last week. So trust right. that and give it more insulin. I just mm -hmm. think that it's the, I think it's a statement that says to your point, you're not going to know right away, but once you start right. seeing things over and over again, trust them. Once you count carbs for a bowl of cereal, and, you know, empirically, you're sure, you know, because I counted them 100% right. And there's 75 carbs in this bowl of cereal. It includes the milk. And my insulin to carb ratio tells me that that's seven units of insulin. You put the seven units of insulin in, you do a great pre-bolus. And 30 minutes later, your blood sugar jumps up to 250. And then it levels off and sits there. And you correct that 250 with, I don't know, say two units of insulin. Then your blood sugar comes back down and it cruises right in at 90. The next time you pour that bowl of cereal trust that you need all of that insulin who, right. care, who cares what the carb ratio the two is. extra units work to bring you down you didn't get low you need that up front get it up front stop the spike trust it like you know there's there's leaps that you have to make in managing insulin yeah. because if you don't you'll keep doing the math it'll keep going wrong you keep banging your head against the desk and then there's that burning that i, I i've spoken to so many people that have that burning in their gut they know they're right and they can't make the leap to doing right. just what common sense tells them to do. Right. And I'm saying, trust your gut, trust that what you know is going to happen will happen and go for it. You know, and mm -hmm. what's the worst that could happen then? You used two units too much of insulin for the cereal. So drink a juice. Right. You know how much too much was there. So cover it with food. Cover it with food. Right. right. Think about it differently. Speaking of thinking differently, there'll be some bonus content right after these words with other perspectives on this topic. Before you go, I've added a private Facebook community to my Facebook page, to the Bold with Insulin Facebook page. It already has like 350 people in it, which is astonishing. I put it up like two days ago. And everyone's already asking questions, supporting each other, and answering questions. I'm finding it absolutely heartwarming to see people take something that they've learned on the podcast run it through their own lives and then be able to kind of stand up and say to someone else, oh, I, I hear what you're saying. That's a good question. Here's what I would do. Anyway, if you're looking for support or think maybe you can support someone, check out the Bold with Insulin Facebook page, go to the community group and uh, join. I'm seeing adults, parents of children with type one. There's a grandmother in there and plenty of new listeners. Lots of people trying to be bold with insulin or trying to support someone who is. I hope you check it out. It's absolutely free and maybe you can add something or take something, you know, one of those give a penny, take a penny things at the uh, convenience store. That could be you, but with like diabetes stuff.
Jenny Smith is not just the delightful voice you hear on the Juicebox podcast. She's also a real live person with a job, and she works at Integrated Diabetes. If you'd like Jenny to help you in your personal journey with type 1 diabetes, go to IntegratedDiabetes.com, find Jenny's profile, and send her an email. There's also links right here in the show notes about, you know, how you can do that. I think there's actually even a link there to her email. And there's a brief description of her, you know, bona fides, why it is you might want to give Jenny a ring. Thanks so much to the sponsors, Dexcom, Omnipod, and Dancing for Diabetes. There are links in your show notes at juiceboxpodcast.com where you can find out more about the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitor, figure out what's going on at dancingfordiabetes.com, and order a free no-obligation pod experience kit. That's right, a free no-obligation demo of the Omnipod. I'm always trying to expand my knowledge about type 1 diabetes and using insulin so that I can speak to you about it better and do a better job for my daughter. Last night, I got a private message from someone who was thanking me for opening the private group that I was just talking about a second ago. So there's a juice box podcast discussion group where listeners are talking and helping each other. Anyway, this person sent me a note and in part of their note, they said, quote, it's a place where we can all speak and practice and embrace the language you taught us. You know, and that was just really um, an amazing thing for me to read because it, it took me a minute. It, it probably sounds a little, you know, I don't know, unseemly to say it here. But when I read those words, my first reaction was, wow, that's amazing. Like, I never had that intention for the podcast. I didn't realize it was going to be so impactful for somebody. But then I felt good about it. I was like, I did do that, didn't I? Like, I made up a thing, a saying, and attached it to an idea. And someone heard it and applied it in their own life and had real success. And I was proud of myself. But then I saw these people helping each other in this private group. And what really interested me was seeing my thoughts distilled through another person's experiences. So I say something on the podcast, another person hears it on the podcast, they put it into practice in their own life, and of course may have you know, slightly different results or find a different way to use the tool. And I find that incredibly interesting, and I want to learn from that. So I posted you know, an image today that says, trust that what you know is going to happen will happen. And I asked people, can you please tell me your definition for this idea? You know, I asked Jenny Smith about it and it's going to be on the podcast soon, but I'd love to know what you guys think. The answers were some I expected and some were really eye-opening. So I'm going to go through them with you just kind of briefly. One person says, this is central for us. To me, it means trusting your gut on the patterns you've seen over and over even if there's no clear explanation like food or exercise. So to them, it means trust your gut. Another person says, this is so hard for me. I feel like this is where I am now. I know or I think I know what I should do. And sometimes I do it and it works out beautiful. But most of the time, I'm still cautious. I'm cautious because I feel like basal changes so often. And if basal is off, then who knows what the outcome is going to be. So that's a person who wants to trust it, but sort of just can't figure out how to yet couple other people come in and support her on that statement. You know, say, I understand how hard it is to be cautious, but you can do it. And yeah, very nice. Now the next person says, for me, this translates to quote, we know that, that's it. We know that. We know that. It translates to we know that. So what they're saying is while they're slowly working with their daughter as she gets ready to head to college next year, 
they'll say to themselves out loud, quote, we know that if you're, say, 202, two units will get you to 140 with no food on board. Then she says, we extrapolate each situation from there. Quote, we know takes the place of trust what will happen in, in their mind. So in their mind, it's not trust what you know is going to happen will happen. It's we know that what I know is going to happen will happen. It's, it's a way for them to find confidence. Even another person says, sometimes I get timid about reacting, but then I realize that I can always nudge it back up with carbs or even my temp basil, so it gives me freedom to work with the insulin. It has kept this person from having high blood sugars from unexplained things like food, bad infusion sites, as their honeymoon period ends, their period, stress. That one phrase helps them with all that. This one's great. This saying is one of our absolute favorites. She says she's secretly waiting for it to be on a t-shirt, which I promise to make happen. The statement is normally followed in their house by, now be bold with insulin. So we know what's going to happen will happen, now be bold. For us, this statement means stay ahead of what you know is going to happen so it doesn't take a ton of time and insulin to get a BG back down again. This saying means so much to me that I watch myself apply it to all parts of my life. This one really touched me. In relation to diabetes, we're still pretty early in and just coming out of honeymoon. So I repeat this to myself when I feel unsure. So much for me is in the confidence in the technology to be able to catch something before a larger issue arises. So when I'm still feeling shaky, to be bold, I tell myself, trust what you know is going to happen is going to happen. And if it doesn't, in the worst case scenario, I'll lean on my Dexcom. That one's excellent. Another person says, this is a mantra to me. You see how many people are in this private group? You got to get there. This is a mantra to me. It means many things. If you eat and don't dose, you will eventually end up with high blood sugars. If there's two arrows going up, you can't just watch them go up. You have to react. If nothing is working, maybe the pump site needs to be changed. To them, it's all about not waiting to make a decision. Be bold. Another person says, this means believe in yourself. Trust your gut. Trust your common sense. Stop doubting. They call it a powerful, encouraging reminder of what they've been taught on the podcast. Another person says, for us, this means trust the trends. It's more about the trend than the number. Now, there was one here. Ah, This topic is one I've been struggling with. My daughter has a protein fat rise every night about the same time. I'm getting better tackling it, but I second guess myself and I end up regretting not dosing more aggressively. This person uses it in a completely different way. I need to tell myself when I'm in a rush, like to see a low rise or a high come down. They tell themselves, be patient and let what you've already boldly done actually have time to work. I could keep going here because there's some, I could keep going here because there are a lot, but I I just want to do this last one. I chant this in my sleep, I swear. This is something I continually tell myself over and over. This means to me that you've learned from experience. You know what will happen because it has happened time and again, over and over, making the same mistake. So when you feed your kid like that dreaded Panda Express kids meal and you see the rise two hours later, it takes everything inside of you. But you have to hit it and hit it hard, even if he's 103, because you know what will happen. Trust yourself. So many people doubt themselves out of fear or failure, but, you have, but you've been through this. You know it, so act on it. Do what you know will work, even though your husband is looking at you with big eyes 
And the doctor, if he knew, would chastise you. You know, do it. Okay. So that's what the people on the webpage were saying. So that's what some of the people... So Jenny had her interpretation, which I just dropped on her. I didn't tell her ahead of time. She just heard it. I was like trying to get her to like really put it into diabetes thoughts right away, which I think she did. And then you got to hear the perspective of people who have heard this over and over again and are actually using it in their lives. And that's how they're using that tool. So you decide if you want to use that tool. And if you are, how? Maybe you'll make an amalgam of all these ideas. Or maybe you'll just run it through your own filter and decide what it does best for you. Thank you so much for listening to the Juice Box Podcast. Really special show coming up on Tuesday. Return guest, Nicole. Nicole was back on episode 151. It was called Complications Are Complicated. If you haven't heard it, go listen. Get ready for Tuesday. Because Nicole's coming back on the podcast to tell us how her transplant went. Nicole has a brand new pancreas and kidneys. She actually said they're used, but I can't wait for you to hear this. Episode 151, Complications Are Complicated. It's homework. Do it before Tuesday.